Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cubs on Tap. That felt weird saying because I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum here today. I'm your boy, Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, my guy, Tony Marchese. You can follow him at MKZ. And we are here with our dude, Patrick Mooney. We decided today to come on Cubs on Tap to hang out with Pat because both of our teams lost and we're drinking, and why not? Uh, so first things first, be sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports and literature podcasting need type things. And be sure you're going to secondcitypicks.com to make cool picks and win cool gift cards. It's completely free to you. You go on there, you predict the score of a game, and you can win gift cards to your favorite favorite eating establishments. That's a mouthful. Tony, what's up, my man? Hey, if, if you told me I was going to be on a Cubs show, like, five months ago, I would have told you that that was never going to happen, but I'm here. So it's just a little weird. Um, I hope I don't piss anybody off, but if I do, you can come at me in my mentions because uh, Buzz handed out my Twitter handle. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I can't promise anything, um, but I just I feel like the – Everybody in Chicago who watched baseball tonight is probably feeling the same way. A little, little empty. Probably need a beer. Should crack them and talk about some baseball. But let's let's hand this over to our Cubs guy that we got tonight, Pat Mooney, um, writer for ONTAP Sportsnet. Pat, how are you doing tonight? That's a real question. Um, you're the Cubs I'm guy. doing. All, I'm doing. I was doing better about an hour ago, but uh, I'm. I guess I'm I'm chugging along. I I uh, don't think it's an accident that the two White Sox guys are jumping on the pod when the Cubs blow an eighth inning lead and uh, lose first place for the first time in about six weeks in the process. So, uh, you know, slick move there, guys. But I appreciate you letting me kind of get on there and uh, and uh, talk about uh, what's going on today. Well, well, it looks like Kyle Hendricks gave you guys a good game. I mean, looking at the box score here, five innings pitch, he only let up two hits, struck out five, walked two, ninety pitches in. I mean, look like you did all right here tonight. Well, and that's part of the problem. So you, we were talking before this about you know you guys being Sox fans and you were pulling up the box score and talking about how different and strange things are between the AL and the NL. And in an American League game, um, Kyle Hendricks never would have been pulled from this ball game, and he still shouldn't have. So top of the sixth inning, uh, Hendricks would do up third in, in, in the order, and he had thrown 90 pitches but looked so sharp. You know, he was getting the ump was – you know, pretty tight, pretty tight zone. He was getting squeezed. The defense, you know, caught, you know, there's an error by Bryant that I think ended up being ruled a hit. Bodie dropped the ball in foul territory that, uh, you know, letting it back continue. So the pitch count was unnecessarily high. He definitely had enough in the tank uh, for a sixth inning. And the first two batters of the inning, uh, Albert Almora and David Bodie, uh, reached on an infield hit from Almora, and then Bodie drove in their only two runs of the game. He had his 10th homer of the season. And then he decided to pinch hit for Kyle Hendricks still in that situation. So instead of giving Hendricks the ball to pitch the sixth, um, against the meat of the Brewers' order, by the way, Christian Yelich, Yasmani Grandal, and Mike Moustakis, he decided to go to the bullpen early. Um, and it wasn't, you know, they weren't able to get to bridge the lead to Kimbrough. The offense didn't add on to the lead. And the bullpen, you know, Kyle Ryan comes in, and actually he gets Yelich, and then after a walk he gets Moustakis. And even knowing the bullpen's thin, he pulls Ryan out and says, we're, got, we're going to try to get seven outs from C-Shack and Kinsler. We've had really nice seasons, but he's just been wearing them thin. And Ryan, C-Shack, Kinsler, and Pedro Strope eventually combined to walk and hit seven batters over three innings. 
three of those seven guys scored. The Brewers only had two hits against the bullpen all night, and both were singles. And they drove in combined three runs. You know, that's a self-inflicted wound, and it's it's why that they're a game behind in the division and probably not the three or four games ahead of the division that they should be. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it looks like the Cubs do this quite often, where, they, I mean, just these pitching mistakes, these pitching errors, like why... I, I, I know the whole thing, you know, is different, you know, between American League and, and NL, but, I mean, do you have any idea why Joe pulled Kyle Hendricks in this situation? He said so. I actually uh, tweeted about it because Joe had the interview, and it was he said that he really liked, with, with the left-handed hit, hitters from Milwaukee in the sixth, he really wanted to go to Kyle Ryan in that spot, um, which was frustrating. It, 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 was just, <laughs> it was just very frustrating. I mean, that's your best pitcher on your staff, and uh, you, you're, you're pulling him. Um, in, in a very big game, this loss dropped the Cubs to four and thirteen on the road in the division this year. Oh wow! Thirty-five um, percent of their remaining fifty-nine games, twenty-one of their remaining fifty-nine are divisional road games, including the next five. Um, if they don't win both of these next two games in Milwaukee, they are going to be heading into August without a road series win since uh, Memorial Day weekend. That's what they call not win. great, Bob. Yeah, that's they not great, not, Bob. They have not won a <laughs> No, no, it's not. The best road series they had was when they were in Chicago when they split two with the White Sox. The best road series they've had in two months. And that's why they're in the position they're in. They've won two-thirds of their games at home. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and they got to, you know, I, today had so much good news surrounding it with half getting called up. We found out today that Ben Zobris is going to be back by September. He's coming back to the team to do a rehab stint. Um, so whatever he can provide and more than anything, it's just a, a guy like that deserves to finish his career on his own terms. So the fact that he is, that he's able to even give it a go, you know, come back for a September playoff stretch run. Um, th- that's the ending he deserved. And you know, the Cubs were able to bolster the left-handed group of their bullpen today by giving up quite literally nothing, just cash considerations to the Giants for Derek Holland. Um, so just a little back-end depth of the bullpen, or front-end depth, I guess. You know, one of the bottom relievers. But uh, today was an example that they, they can't worry about handedness or whatnot. They have to go get another another fireman in the bullpen. They need to go get somebody who can pitch in the seventh or eighth inning continuously. So I've got a question for you, just because I'm, I'm looking at this bullpen right here. And I see a lot of names that are, are former standouts in other bullpens. What's going on with these guys? I mean, Kinsler, when before he came over, he w- he was pretty serviceable. Cishek uh, was a was a former closer. Um, you know, you got Pedro Strope. At, at one point, he was lights out. Um, you know, I don't follow this team day to day. So if I'm if yeah. I'm your average average Joe who uh, see some of these guys. I follow baseball, and I see this. What what's really happened with this Cubs bullpen? I, I, maybe it's just me, but it just seems like it's maybe underperforming, or these guys are just they they reach the end of the rope of being dominant once they get here. Is that is that a common theme that you guys have? So with Pedro Strope, which is unfortunate because he's been one of the more unheralded players of this Cubs run. Um, that had, he has he's finally. You know, having his first subpar season, he's had he had a hamstring injury last season. Um, actually running the bases at the end of September that caused him to miss the rest of the season. He came back, uh, pitched in the wild card loss, and they said if they would have advanced to the NLDS and beyond, he would not have been able to play. So he reaggravated it in the wild card game. Hurts him, hurts that same ham. Or I'm sorry, hurts a different hamstring in spring training. 
um, then goes onto the DL in May with another hamstring injury. And the velocity has been down almost two full miles an hour. Uh, so he, Strope has – it's the fourth time since the All-Star Blake break he's blown the lead. Um, it's his second loss in four games this week. Um, today he was in – you know, the bases loaded up a run with two outs, gave up a hit on a 92-mile-per-hour fastball. We're used to seeing him sit 95-96. In the case of Ciszek and Kinsler, they're still definitely in the circle of trust. They're the, the second and third best relievers on this team. Um, they're both heavy ground ball guys. Uh, in Kinsler's case, he's he's pretty good on, against both sides of the plate. C-Shack's had some bad, uh, given up a good amount of home runs and hard contact versus left-handed hitters. But those two guys are definitely usable. And when you look at like the October structure of the bullpen or down the stretch, those guys are going to continue to get looks. But at their age and their lack of swing and miss stuff, they need more than just a guy, I think. It, they, they need to go try to get someone – of Ken Giles or that caliber to be someone who can continuously plug into the seventh or the eighth inning and uh, help, you know, lengthen the bullpen. So does Theo like hoard, you know, other teams' best bullpen pieces? Is that, is that a common thing? I mean, so he's made some moves last year. He didn't, but their, their farm was so depleted and I still don't think it would take a major, uh, asset to go acqu- acquire a uh, impactful reliever at, at this deadline. The Glaber Torres for a Roldis Chapman type deal was a unique situation. There are a lot of teams that were like the Cubs that year that had that one big glaring weakness, um, and and that drove Chapman's uh, price point up. Plus, obviously, you have the you know 108 years thing going on at that point in time that they don't have anymore. So I think I mean they, the the bullpen rumors have kind of calmed down because everyone was kind of assuming that Craig Kimbrell would be their main addition. And obviously he is going to be their number. They're not going to get another Craig Kimbrell type, obviously. No one as good as Kimbrell is available on the market. But the return, everyone was assuming Pedro Strope would come back from his hamstring injury and be his old self, and he isn't. So that leaves a pretty big hole, and they need to address it, especially because they've been reluctant to give some of their younger, high-upside AAA arms a shot this season. And they're running out of time. They don't have the luxury to give guys looks if they fail now. They're, they've kind of made their own bet in that regard. Do you think any of those high-leverage arms are on the block right now? Are those, is that what's being shopped? Giles is Giles is the one I keep going back to because it would make the most sense. A year and a half of control with Toronto. Um, they'd be able to get more value trading him now than holding on to him. They're not, they're not uh, expecting to contend next season. Now, there should be a lot of teams after him, um, and the price might be pretty pretty high. Um it's really hard to predict these trades because we don't know. I wrote uh, on ONTAP Sports Network. You guys can go check it out. I wrote a three-part trade deadline series focusing on the type of prospects the Cubs have and who they'd be trading for and what caliber of player that would be brought in return. Um, so I, I don't think see the Cubs giving up any of their top four or five prospects for a Ken Giles type, but they have a couple names that might be able to headline a package if they if, – if, depending on the market. Again, I don't know what a team like Boston is offering Toronto. And maybe Toronto doesn't want to give Giles up to Boston because it's a divisional team. So there's there's a lot of moving parts, and, and we'll see what happens. You know, you know, there's, what, five days? And we're nearing midnight here, so four days. So we'll find out sooner rather than later. All right. Well, let's get into tomorrow's game. With a, uh, we have, yeah. Is John Lester starting tomorrow? Because I read that yeah. he was sick. He, he got scratched on Wednesday, and that actually allowed them to shuffle. It was actually a blessing in disguise because they were able to win that game. Um, so they got reshuffled. The rotation got reshuffled, so Lester will be pitching Saturday, and this allowed them to structure it where Quintana 
who's been lights out against the Brewers since coming over from the south side. Initially, he was scheduled to actually start today, and then he would have had to pitch in St. Louis, and then he would have missed the Milwaukee series next weekend. The Brewers, for you Sox fans, the Brewers come to Wrigley next weekend. So okay. they were able, with this uh, rotation structure, they were able to get Quintana um, to pitch twice against the Brewers over the next five games they face him. So tomorrow's John Lester, and that's another thing about tomorrow, by going to the bullpen so early and, and not getting you know the type of performances they were expecting, not only did C-Shack and Kinsler not deliver you know the scoreless outings they needed to to give the Cubs Craig Kimbrough a shot to close it out, they both threw over 25 pitches today, and they're going to be pretty gassed for tomorrow. Um, you don't want to use stroke. Rowan Wick, who's a young, exciting arm they have in the bullpen right now, he's pitched their last three games. I assume he's unavailable tomorrow. Chatwood in the bullpen pitched four innings and a start on Wednesday. I don't think two days off is enough to get him in there, um, at least in an important situation. Um, I guess they'll have Derek Holland activated for tomorrow, but you don't want to be relying. You know, these are two-game swings, these games. These, they're you know, they, they had an opportunity to, to get themselves three up in Milwaukee, and instead, you know, a loss tomorrow, and they're tied with Milwaukee. And they already blew the lead to St. Louis today. St. Louis took the lead. They've won – the Cardinals have won six in a row. Paul Goldschmidt's home run in five in a row. Uh, I think the Cardinals have won 12 of their last 14. And, you know, they're on a heater and at the absolute worst time um, because the Cubs go to St. Louis on Tuesday for three games. Gotcha. Cubs need to win this tomorrow, so is what you're saying. I mean, they gotta, you know, they gotta stay up there. <laughs> yeah, they need, what they need, I mean, they really should. These games aren't even real true road games. Obviously, Wrigley North, and it's just it's easy to get to. Obviously, the Cubs have a large fan base. They, you know, they they show up at Miller Park, and they should be able. They really should have been able to win two out of three, and that's the thing. Three of all three of their road losses since the start of this trip are one run games. You got to be able to win. You have to, and, and the offense didn't show up today. All good teams. You have to be able to win two nothing, you know, three to one, two to one. Those games you got to win some of them, and they're just not winning enough of them. Now it might seem skewed because they played so many close games. That happens a lot with competitive teams. You're always in games. A lot of times you play your way back and lose by one or two runs. Um, that's that was the case in their extra inning loss the other night to the Giants. They were down by two runs for the majority of the game. Got it to extras, couldn't quite steal steal the win. But today. You know, two outs in the seventh inning, you're up two to nothing. The Brewers didn't have an extra base hit the rest of the game. How do you lose that game? You have right. to finish. Monday night, eighth inning, up two. two. I know that the Giants have been red hot, but you're up two nothing. Um, Giants have two outs, down by two in the eighth inning, only one man on. You leave that. You leave that inning trailing by a run. How does you can't? That can't happen. Those are two. Those you can't have that happen. Right. Well, tomorrow, John Lester at 9-6 and six with a 3.87 ERA, 107 innings pitch with 105 strikeouts is going up against Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson's been sneaky good this year. I had him in fantasy for a little bit. He is 5-2 and two with a 3.90 ERA, 83 innings pitched with 81 strikeouts. So, I mean, what are you looking for the Cubs to do tomorrow? Get, you know, have Lester come out, pitch a gem, keep it a close well, they game. Gotta jump. One thing, they got to jump, jump on him early, and you guys weren't watching, was really frustrating today. Within the first five batters of the game, Rizzo lined into a double play to center field with Lorenzo Cain making a diving catch. It looked like he trapped it, so Bryant got doubled off. Then they start the next inning with the Javi line out. Gio Gonzalez sticks his glove up to block his face, makes the catch. And then uh, there's a little like well in right field in Milwaukee, and Hayward hit it, and it looked like he was going to get out in the well. And instead, it kind of, the wind or whatever, it, it, the tail of the 
ball pushed it into the further part of the ballpark, uh, got caught right in front of the fence. So they they had to do. I mean, the game plan today worked, and they were their aggressive early approach worked, and they were pounding the ball. Um, they were. I tweeted something. They were about 18 inches of batted ball luck away from being up four nothing in the first instead of it being tied. So they tomorrow they got to jump out on Anderson early. They got to attack him early, and then. I, I, tomorrow's not a game you're going to be able to win in the state of the bullpen two to one. You got to get five or six on the board. Go go out there, do what you need to do, and you know you got to stop the bleeding. Absolutely. So who is your fly the W pick to uh, click thing? <laughs> yeah, we we don't know what the name of this is. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find a Christopher name eventually. Uh, it's all work in progress. Um, uh, I'm going to go tomorrow. Chase Anderson reverse split righty. I'm going to go with uh, Wilson Contreras. Um, he put some really – he let off today, and I think he might be there for the near future at least. Uh, I think he, he put some good swings on the ball today, just uh, got got under him a couple uh, fly outs. I think, I think he's going to be, uh, be, in, be in there for a big game. All right, man. Well, I – I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose one too. I want to choose one. Tone, you do you want to, do you want to choose one? I, I mean, I guess, sure. Mine is Christian Yellick. because I mean, he's just very, very good. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, I sorry. mean, you're playing, you're playing the odds. Right, right. I, I am playing the. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hate or anything like that. Um, Give us good luck tomorrow, Tony. Say Craig Kimbrell. Well, see, okay. over on the sock side, you know, Buzz and I, we just finished recording Sox on Tap. Um, we don't pick pitchers. We we do position players only. So I'm I'm not used to going out there and and having to sift through a bullpen uh, of people who aren't going to play. We try to keep it to only guys who are <laughs> who are actually in the lineup, which is very hard right now for the White Sox, believe it or not. Yeah, we um, chose uh, we chose Ryan Goins and John Jay for tomorrow. So if that doesn't uh, if that doesn't uh, want you to go jump off a bridge, I don't know what will. Yeah. Just, just know if you know if if there's Cubs fans out there listening, and you're hearing two Sox guys on on this podcast right now, and you're literally thinking to yourself, "What the hell am I listening to?" Um, yeah, we we hate our lives right now. It's it's not fun. It's it's really bad. Um, they can't win a ball game. Um, you know, so while you guys are in this playoff chase and you know losing meaningful games, uh, we're suffering through Nelson Cruz hitting three home runs. And, you know, sitting there wondering, you know, why you didn't want to sign that guy. Uh, stuff like that. So it's it's not it's not particularly fun over there right now. Um, you know, I did tune into the end of this game today, and there was a lot of energy. You know, you, you, had, you, you guys packed Milwaukee like you always do. Uh, you know, there's battling chants going back and forth. We don't have that type of stuff. You guys need to uh, really take into account and appreciate – you know, regardless of of it'll be, I, you're correct, but it'll be uh, it'll be easier to appreciate if they could get that uh, win percentage on the road uh, better than four out of thir- four out of seventeen. I'm sorry, I almost uh, gave them too much credit. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take away from this, Pat. It, it, it's just a matter of like you know, we wish we were losing meaningful games and and uh, yeah, on road trips right now. That's a good point. You know? We've we've all been there, obviously. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something right now. I learned something tonight. Okay, Pat just educated me on on Cubs baseball, and he was very entertaining while yeah, doing it. So exactly. you know, I thank you guys. Oh, of course, man. Like you did Anymore, a great job. I can't wait to do this after a win. I've done two games, both games that the Cubs blew multi-run leads in the eighth inning. So I am looking forward to doing this after a not 
gut-punching loss. We just Ooh. recorded our 72nd Socks on Tap right before Look we hopped on here. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> more of them have been losses than wins. There, <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you guys tomorrow on the, on the south side. Oh, thank you. Well, I we appreciate that. Yeah we, yeah, we definitely do. Good luck to you. I, I say that with, like, my fingers crossed behind my back, hoping that <laughs> Milwaukee <laughs> kicks your ass. sharing up. our pain with us because I don't hope yeah. you win at all. I want all right, you, you, know what? you know what? You know what? Let's settle this. Go Bears. Yeah, go, go Bears. I can't even do um, that. Oh, Jesus. Don't you blow it. Anyway. I already so, did. So. Oh, you already blew that? Yeah, I blew that. Section 108 interview. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that on – Cubs on tap. So everybody be sure to go on ONTAP Sportsnet for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. That is ONTAPSportsnet.com. Be sure you're checking out secondcitypicks.com and following them on Twitter at secondcitypicks. You can make picks on games. You usually predict the score of a game. And if you do predict it, you can win a gift card to a fine eating establishment. So be sure to check that out. This is Cubs on tap. Maybe you can take buzz out for a date. With your yeah, gift card. I'd, lo- I'd love to go to Pequod's, okay? Because no one's ever brought me to friggin' Pequod's before, and that was the gift card they were giving away tonight. Well, you should have predicted the White Sox loss, man. That's all you got to say. I'm, I'm sick of losing. But, yeah, for, I'm Buzz, for my dude Tony, for the man, the Cubs guru, Pat Mooney. That's all I got tonight, boys. I'll see you all later. All right, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.